0: Rise for their majesties of royally obsessed, the
1: podcast for all things royals. Stand by. welcome back to royally obsessed i'm rachel and i'm roberta and it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know a couple of royal reminders before we dive in follow us on instagram at royally obsessed podcast and join our facebook group at royally obsessed you can subscribe to our podcast and leave us a royal rating of five stars it would make our day yes please please, please do <laughs> Or send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. We always want to hear from you. But a special announcement, Roberta.
0: (laughs) Quick plug. (laughs) Very special announcement. So we have gift stickers on our Royally Obsessed podcast Instagram. So if you go on Instagram and you want to post something to your story and you can write in the search uh, bar for the, if you click on gif right in the search bar royally obsessed no space I needed but, that information
1: Roberta just shared that so no space
0: <laughs> not sure why but there's no space but then you can find some little and there's more coming actually hint hint we will have the actual royals as stickers so because I, I just feel feel like that corgi is in there we have such a cute illo corgi yes, <laughs> yes the corgi will be there and also I feel like there's not enough uh, royal family gift stickers I don't know if you're into gift stickers as much as I am because clearly I'm so excited oh, I about so it am for my stories and i always use the same one which is charlotte going Ooh. yes <laughs> yeah there's favorite. the same five that we just use over and over but there will be more from us from our lovely designers so definitely look out for those probably early 2021 but Woo-hoo. yeah definitely use those i love them so much the little flag is the cutest so Alberta good flag. roberta how was your weekend it was good. So The Crown, we have to, it's such a big I feel like the weekend. whole weekend swirled around The Crown, yeah. And The Royals in general, I know. So I watched only episode one. Me I'm too. I'm trying to hold out because I want to watch the rest with my I mom. I texted where. you
1: because I also want to make sure we were in sync on our watching. I'm so terrified of spoilers <laughs> right now.
0: I know. Yeah, so no spoilers from us because we only watch episode one. I feel like everyone else listening is There is a little bit. We kind
1: of know what happens too. So we have that like that's overhanging true. spoiler, but no direct spoilers. I'm staying away from all but of it. But what do
0: you think from episode one?
1: I love it. I mean, just Diana on the scene, it's like infusing new life into the show. I mean, I feel like I every season has been a different kind of chapter and I'm just, I'm so excited. But that's the thing. I've been messaging with some of the Roros about it. I want to savor
0: it. I think that it comes once a year. And it come and it goes so quickly when the 10 episodes are over. Also, I wanted to call out Jillian Anderson. Like, oh. give this lady an Emmy, give her a Golden Globe, everything, because it is honestly unreal. The performance, the transformation. Like, I keep thinking of her as um, sex ed, sex education. Oh, I love Netflix sex education. I love how we difference both love that. Yeah. It, the, the character is like insane. The character is And The fact that she is, goes all the way done. back to X Files, it's like the. The career transitions and transformations that she has had over her, you Unreal. know, yeah, the the um intonations of the voice too. It's like really crazy how much she reminds me of. Oh, I just like videos of Margaret Thatcher. It's really cool. I saw a great tweet
1: from Owen scoby that said he wished there was a ringtone of her going, Her Majesty. I can't even <laughs> do it,
0: but it's so true. I completely agree, Owen. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Such a good call-out. So um, well, so much more on this episode. We have lots of royal news from more Remembrance Day events to new Sussex team hires, the Queen's Platinum Jubilee announcement, plus a special guest. We are joined by Amelia Noyes, illustrator and artist, for some royal gift picks. The holidays are coming up quick, so she has all of the suggestions for us. But first, we always leave time for a... Clink, clink,
1: clink, clink, royal cheers via Zoom always. Cheers. <laughs> how long we've been doing this via Zoom. And now it's time for the Weekly Royal Cocktail.
0: And yours is beautiful. You're in a, you have – what exactly is in your champagne
1: flute? Well, so I am drinking some Bubbly from St. Michelle Estates, which is – a wine, winery based in Washington state. And this is an easy Thanksgiving cocktail. So we thought it would be a good like precursor, but I mixed it up. I found all these ingredients in my fridge. I had the St. Michelle Estates bubbly, but it's a splash of pomegranate juice, some pomegranate seeds. So they kind of, as long as you got the bubbles, they float to the top a little bit. Um, and it's very festive and it's delicious. It's so
0: festive. I'm thinking of making this it's because delicious. that seems so easy. I would do it as a Thanksgiving morning cocktail. I don't know if everyone does a Thanksgiving morning cocktail, but that
1: sounds like a It's very, very light. I think the bubbles, as long as you kind of take the time to balance out the amount of pomegranate juice. Well, and juice. the color
0: is, is so pretty too. And I have had the uh, St. Michelle Estates bubbly and it is really delicious. And I they have um, pretty little gift bottles this year. So yeah. Exactly. Well, as we're sipping,
1: we want to talk about this amazing, you know, speaking of The Crown, this thread on the Royally Obsessed Facebook group. Sharon says, I'm on episode eight of season four of The Crown. How many of you wonder, this is her question, if Megan is watching or has watched any of the other seasons? Since they have a deal with Netflix, it stands to reason." They have Netflix. I really love that logic. (laughs) It's like if you're, you know, I'm getting obviously, I'm getting served all the crown content every time I log in. So I imagine they would be too. So commenters chimed in. Elizabeth responded hasn't Harry spoken out against the crown before? I thought he said before that his wedding would never be featured on the show. So I did a quick fact check just to see if this was you know, checked out. Um, and so biographer Angela Levin, who interviewed Harry for her 2018 book, Harry, a biography of a prince, told BBC Breakfast in an interview that Harry brought up the crown during a meeting she had with them and asked if she was watching. She wasn't, which she said was really awkward. because <laughs> she, she had to say no. Um, and he said, I'm going to make sure I stop it, before they get to me. So I think... It's interesting to hear that. I think what he, how I'm interpreting that, is more not that he was going to stop them from covering the content, but more that he would turn it off. So it, right, it seems right, like right. Maybe he thinks
0: that watching. it'll continue.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Elizabeth adds another comment. She says, "I've loved the Crown, but this season, I don't know. I feel so bad for Harry and William having their childhood and family drama drudged up over and over for entertainment. This season is just hitting me differently, and a lot of rowers agree." So, Roberta, what do you yeah. think? I, I mean, it's definitely in the back of my mind.
0: Yeah, I do think though that they're, you know childhood and family trauma is dredged up all the time regardless of the show like especially in the media obviously we're hearing so much about that martin Bashir interview in the news and it doesn't matter if the crown came out or not so i think that regardless we would still hear a lot of this um Or, you know, it's always being brought up in the news um, every so often. So – but, I mean, it does – it brings it to a much wider audience. Well, and it's hard
1: to put blinders on. And I think there's been a lot of talk about
0: does the audience
1: know that it is partially – it's fictionalized. So it's not accurate. I think, you know, numbers are coming out from Netflix about the volume of viewers and how many more are expected (laughs) to add on with just this Diana season. I think people are jumping in for this season exclusively because they're Mm -hmm. so familiar with her story. So – it's definitely yeah. the zeitgeist right now.
0: Yeah, and there's been – I think there were a couple articles recently that came out that said, um, you know, sources close to the family really want to make it clear that this is dramatized and that – you know, because I think also they're probably worried that's not like a good look to have. And the way that Diana was treated and the way that, you know, everything kind of – the fallout from it and how everyone reacted to it is is not great for them. The PR is not great, and I'm sure, you know – Rachel and I have only just scratched the surface with one episode, but I'm yeah. sure, like, as it unfolds and the whole season, you know, we'll, we'll feel a lot more of that and a little bit of – maybe a little bit of resentment. So yeah. I think that, yeah, it's important to remember, A, this is not, you know, a documentary, first of all. Exactly. And, and B, that this is kind of – it's definitely hard for them, too. So. Yeah, I just
1: always think of the Robert Lacey interview we did where it's just, like, you know, the boys, as all the – the panorama interview, all of those things played out in real time. Yeah. They were – you know, Harry and William were witnessing that as young adolescent boys. So it is, I'm sure just, like you said, it's part
0: something they're used to at this point, but it is a royal month right now. Right. And well, someone we talked to recently said like, you know, they have to do a little bit of um, good PR on behalf of themselves to kind of you know, kind of counteract yeah. What people a lot of people are gonna be feeling about them after this season. Exactly. And so I, I think that we'll see a lot more of that. We'll see um, you know, them trying to kind of That's what they do, right? Show Shift Yeah. The that they're yeah. they're all fine and, and dandy. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and we want to mention one more thing before we move on. The crown red carpet at home from last week that they had all the stars do their red carpet from their own homes. I feel like Emma Corrin was just stunning. Stunning. It's amazing. Yeah, they had like a step and repeat that they all set up in their own homes.
1: Hopefully everyone's following the different stars on Instagram, but I am am, – she, we talked about Gillian Anderson, but she is a great Instagram follow.
0: <laughs> Definitely. And also, Helena Bottom Carter brought her dogs on the step and repeat. Olivia Coleman in a pantsuit. I'm, like, scrolling through all the pictures now. They're all so, so wonderful. So, such joy to look through those photos if you haven't seen them. All right. Well, moving on this week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. This Friday, I believe, is that the 20th? Yes, this Friday will be the 73rd anniversary of then Princess Elizabeth and Philip of Greece's wedding at Westminster Abbey. 73rd. 73 years. 73 years. Really, really incredible. So we'll take a little stroll down memory lane. Just humor me for a little bit. Princess Elizabeth met Philip a few times when she was very young because they were second cousins once removed. But when she was 13, her parents were touring the Royal Naval College at Dartmouth when she met him again and said she fell in love at the age of 13. And from that moment on, they were pen pals. She actually even had a framed picture of him beside her bed. He was 18, so he's five years older than her. Fast forward seven years later. And Philip proposed with a three-carat round diamond engagement ring. It was announced in July of 1947. They actually got engaged a little while before that, but they took a little bit to announce it. So the queen was 21 at that time, and Prince Philip was 26. And there were a lot of reservations about Prince Philip, especially, you know, on her side of the family, namely his German ties. This was all right after World War II, so there was a lot of hesitation around his German background. And so before the wedding, he renounced his Greek and Danish titles and officially converted from Greek Orthodoxy to Anglicanism and adopted the surname of his mother's British family, Mountbatten. They married in Westminster Abbey on November 20th, 1947, and the ceremony was broadcast over the radio. 2,000 guests attended, including six kings and seven queens. Notably absent were Elizabeth's uncle, the Duke of Windsor, and also Philip's sisters, who actually uh, married, three of them, I believe, married Nazis before the war. So not invited to the wedding, (laughs) obviously. Yeah. Um, So here's a little snippet from the day. I'm waiting for the anthem to finish. The doors are open and the crowd yells with excitement and with love as it sees... The footman in the open doorway is standing on this side of the princess and gets a glimpse of her not through the small windows of the coach but in full view. We wait now and as the crowd cheers and cheers, the king in the uniform of Admiral of the Fleet is standing there coming forward to help his daughter to alight carefully and now she steps down. Listen. And with that great cheer to warm her
2: heart and to comfort her as she goes into her wedding, she paused for a moment and looked at the Abbey and
0: perhaps, perhaps she was a little nervous in her heart. And as she goes out of our sight now on her father's arm, we go from this gray day outside into the warmth and the color of the Abbey. So fun to listen to that, especially because they give so much color to the radio broadcast because obviously you can't see it. I don't think it yeah, was It's a broadcast. fine art to describe right. what's happening without a visual. Yes. So she wore a gown designed by Norman Hartnell, who also designed her coronation gown. She actually had to use clothing ration coupons to purchase the ivory silk and seed pearl dress because it was after the war and there was a lot of rationing going on still. He also, Norman Hartnell also designed her going away outfit, which was a dressing coat in mist blue. And I, I feel like there's not very many pictures of that, at least widely available. But it's interesting because I love, you know, We've seen Kate's reception outfit and Megan's reception outfit and to think of the queen and her... Yeah, it's like a trend to... Yeah, a powder blue coat and dress is just so sweet. Her wedding bouquet was white orchids with a sprig of myrtle, which was from the myrtle bush of Queen Victoria's wedding bouquet. Their wedding cake, this is one of my favorite fun facts, was a tiered fruit cake. It was made of four tiers that stood nine feet tall and weighed 500 pounds, It was made with 80 oranges, 660 eggs, and over three gallons of navy rum.
1: Well, this is a royal family tradition, right? The fruit cake is it dates back to the Middle Ages, so they've always it's like every wedding they right. have a fruit cake. It's so fascinating, it's Which so is like elaborate.
0: My least favorite
1: cake. No, it has like a stigma so in the U.S. I, I feel like it's like oh, it's so and so like Uncle so and so said a fruit cake <laughs> again, you
0: know? <laughs> a nine foot tall fruit cake like my worst nightmare. Yeah, <laughs>
1: how do you even finish that? It's so crazy. I guess they had two thousand guests.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. They really tried to be you know austere about everything because of. The the war yeah. and all the rationing and everything. So they actually had their honeymoon at Balmoral and they took the train there from London's Waterloo station. So they really, I know Prince Phil too, like dusted off his Navy uniform and wore that. It wasn't like a specially made wedding suit or anything. Um, he carried a sword from his new father-in-law, the king. Um, so it, it was, they tried, I mean, they tried. It yeah. definitely was a lavish ceremony still. And I think people really did want you know, that. Well, it's so hopeful, I you. think. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's like when you have a royal wedding, it's like it's. it really does give you an escape.
0: Yeah. Um, But so speaking of the Queen, we had a big announcement last week. Another anniversary of hers is coming up. It is, you know, a little bit further away. The Platinum Jubilee is 70 years on the throne. And the plans for this are already in the works. So it'll take place June 2nd to the 5th of 2022. And it will be a four day weekend. They added an extra bank holiday. So Queen Elizabeth, as we all know, is Britain's longest reigning monarch. She I Seven think she's fourth, wow. I know it's crazy. Fourth or fifth in the world of longest reigning monarchs is really wild. Oh my gosh. Pretty crazy. The UK culture secretary said it will be a Jubilee weekend to remember, one that mixes the best of the British ceremonial splendor and pageantry with cutting-edge artistic and technological display. So I'm thankful for these cult the culture secretary, all
1: these people that are giving us all <laughs> these royal occasions to mark our calendars for now as we kind of still wait on the pair. I mean, 2021, 2022, high expectations.
0: (laughs) Well, not only that, too, but I think they really wanted to squash a lot of these rumors going around recently that she would retire next year. A lot of people were saying that at the age of 95, she would retire and hand it over to Prince Charles. But actually, a lot of sources close to the Queen have said that she thinks of the word abdicate as a dirty word and that she will never leave her post until she dies. I think because of the Duke of Windsor and all of that that played out when she was younger, I think that she's really against kind of giving up the throne before her death. So, I wonder what Charles's take is because I mean, he's waited so longest, long to know that yeah. his mom is still going to be on the throne in 2022. I'm not and sure. And he'll be approaching 75, are. yeah. Interesting stuff.
1: So lots of royal news to get into, but ask and you shall receive Archibald updates. It was my low last week that we hadn't heard anything about Instagram. We still don't know anything about Instagram.
0: They heard you, Rachel. They I heard... mean, they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I flatter ourselves. I flatter
1: myself. <laughs> so Team Sussex made a couple of key hires. Christine Shermer, the former head of communications for Pinterest and former corporate com manager for Apple, will be... Archwell and the Duke of Duchess of Sussex's head of communications. Looks like she left, according to LinkedIn, her post at Pinterest in July. So I'm kind of, it makes me think, like, how long has she been interviewing or on staff before a formal announcement? Another hire that the Sussexes made is Toya Holness, who led communications for the New York City Department of Education, although that wasn't her most recent post, but she will be their new press secretary. Was she formerly a professor
0: was that, that was that her most you? recent. She's been an ag- right, adjunct right. professor. Yeah, uh, that's so interesting, too. I love that they're hiring out of like an education. Yeah. Academia well, world. she clearly yeah. in New York City has had to deal with
1: a lot of things. So that makes right. sense. At high profile moments. Uh, they also have James Holt in the UK and Sunshine Sachs. We already know working on their public relations in the US. So the together, the three of them will oversee a strategy for Archwell, but it Also noted in the articles I read that they will be working on future production projects for the Sussexes and other personal ventures too. So I hope that the top of their agenda when they meet is Instagram 2.0 and the launch of that for r but I'm not sure. But also Netflix shows because we need the
0: content. Yeah, we
1: need the content. But, you know, Megan, I'm curious, you know, going back to those comments about Instagram, just because Megan said at the Fortune Summit that she has personally you know, she's
0: over it. So I'm curious if they will head back to that platform for their Archwell venture, if they're going to stay away. Right. They're kind of crusade against social media. It would not play well into this, you know, having their brand be social first. It would feel a little odd. So that'll be so interesting to see what they do with that. Yeah. I think what's funny. So just because I was, you know,
1: sleuthing out on LinkedIn, what made me sort of fascinated was that um, I have people in common with these two new hires on my LinkedIn. I have like eight people. So I think it just kind of is interesting to see how they are making these selects. I'm curious if they are poaching people, Harry and Megan meaning, if they're poaching people, if people are applying, if, you know people are like, recommending, how like, how does yeah. that all work? I texted my friend to get an update, but I have not <gasps> heard back because she was – I have a close friend that is in common uh, with Christine, and I was curious for a little intel, but no no response quite yet. So I'll, I'll report back. But yeah, I love picturing the hiring process for these roles.
0: Well, and I think it's interesting, too, because these are, like, high-profile Americans, and a lot of – I feel like people in the workforce are on LinkedIn over here. But I felt like when we would try to look up people that worked for the Cambridges or in the UK, they were – not as active on LinkedIn. i not sure why if that's as big in London. So it's, yeah. it's fun to see that they actually like really do have an online presence because I feel like that's always a tough part yeah. is like, who are these people and how do you find out information about them? So yeah, I'm excited to see this all
1: launch. I'm expecting early next year. I mean, they definitely have kept us waiting for a while. But yeah, more Sussex news. Harry, did you see this,
0: Roberta? His drop in on Strictly Come Dancing. Did UK... I see this? This is the most lovely like weekend update from them because he looks so happy, so to, to happy. Surprise, them. JJ Chalmers. Yes. So, so Strictly Come Dancing for those aren't who aren't
1: familiar is the equivalent of Dancing with the Stars in the UK. So, and he he participated. I mean, the Sussexes, both Megan and now Harry, are dropping in on these reality shows. But Harry had a good reason. <laughs> what and, is and, up with that? Yeah. With the reality show. I don't know why. I mean, they, I like, think it's that weird they're inspired or something. But this had a direct connection where his close friend JJ Chalmers, who's a former Marine and Invictus Games medalist, was a contestant. So, and the background on JJ is that he suffered severe injuries in Afghanistan before meeting Harry via Invictus. And the two he JJ won three medals participating in the games, but then he also went on to become an ambassador and he even attended Harry and Meghan's wedding. So like you said, so Harry's happiness. Close
0: with. Yeah, but it's it's so strange that they just pop up on reality shows. Like I just feel like I know dancing. I don't I don't watch any of those like dancing reality shows, so maybe that's why I'm like I don't really get it. But well, it's because yeah. their friends are on it, I guess, or people that they want to support.
1: Well, and I think they also with all of these, although I don't remember Megan's, but they do get a mention of their work. Like Harry in this broadcast got to talk a lot about Invictus, and it's a really oh, right, strong right, right, yeah. bond for him. So mm-hmm. I feel like if JJ texted him with that ask or, you know, who knows how it all goes down. But I, I do like to picture these offers on Harry and Meghan's desk and how they vet <laughs> them and all that stuff, you know. Well, but we're going to play a quick clip just so you can hear Harry's joy.
0: That catalyst moment that changed my life forever. I wouldn't be here without him. You know that your vision going into the games was to take this cohort of individuals and send them off so that they could have a, an impact on society. You're, you're definitely having an impact on society now, especially when you're wearing those tight blue shorts. They're actually core pattern. That's what they are. <laughs> those the shoes. These are the shiny ones. This is that.
2: And the socks pulled up. It
0: doesn't get better than that. He looks so incredibly happy. It's like... Amazing. I feel like his cheeks are swell. Like he's just so. I, feel like excited. I don't have another word for, but amazing. But like it just is so. It makes you feel so good inside to know that he's this happy. You know. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And we're gonna see Harry again this week. You know, we couldn't fit it in for this episode of the podcast because it airs Wednesday at nine PM on ABC News Live. We'll see Harry participate in Stand Up for Heroes, which is a live comedy event that's typically under normal circumstances held in New York City in real life, in person. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's gone virtual this year, and Jon Stewart is going to be hosting, and it raises funds for the Bob Woodruff Foundation, which seeks to create healthy, positive futures for our service members, veterans, and their families. So it definitely dovetails with Harry's most important
0: cause, which is veterans and the military and all of that stuff. I can't wait. I can't wait. We record this on Tuesday, so obviously we can't. um... Full recap next week. Yes, yes. We will definitely talk about it next week. All right. Well, the Cambridges were also busy this weekend and last week. So we saw Kate and William separately for two Remembrance Day Zoom calls right after we recorded the pod. Sadly, we couldn't talk about them. But Kate provided a glimpse inside Kensington Palace sitting room for her Zoom call. She chatted with Armed Forces families who lost loved ones. She wore a white silk blouse with black scallop collar with a red Remembrance Poppy pin to it. Did you see this Outfit. Yeah, it was it very was like really, distinct. It really stood out to me because it's so different from kind of like the softer colors she's worn and
1: florals. I feel like whenever she wears a uh, you know embellished collar like that, that was sort of a Peter Pan style it is a subtle in my like i think a lot of people are talking about this too but it's a subtle nod to diana i mean when mm-hmm. wh- which was the the red dress what when she gave birth no that was louis
0: yeah
1: um so when kate wore that when she gave birth to louis that also had that peter pan collar and i think that a lot of times when she does that it it is a nice nod to her well you know to diana
0: Right, that's that's such a good point. Um, yeah, it felt very vintage inspired, mm-hmm. which was really it was really sweet. And um, it's sold out and, already, right? Yeah, it's sold out. It says there's a small size left, which I tried to buy, but it's only in stores, so it said out of stock online. Bummer, but it's by Ghost. Um, and it's sold in a major department store. It's about a hundred dollars, so it's not bad, very affordable, or yeah, pretty affordable top um but i i was interested in the setup so this is the first time we've seen them have two cameras kind of on yes. one is the zoom recording and one is like a camera next to them that's recording it felt very them doing produced, it produced yeah it did it felt like it was like part of a movie or a documentary or something and you know it's interesting too because i think so many people have called this out and we're not the first to call this out but Megan Zoom setup, Kate now on a couch with a table behind her with the photos and the vase and the flowers. It's all so, like, it seems so similar and, you know, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, as we say. But it's just funny because, you know, Kate's – I think them – Trying to feel a little more relatable and copy that style that the Sussexes have nailed um, is is kind of what's. And I, we're I so think in their homes during this whole time yeah. too. It's so wild. Yeah, and we got we got a little bit like a few small glimpses of Anmer mar Hall over the summer, but this was like, oh, those are the photos they have in their sitting room in Kensington Palace. Those are the couch cushions, and I do think it really helps. You know, people feel like it's a little more. I Relatable. love the thought. They're
1: changing rooms. I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the photos were George and Charlotte on their first day of school, William in Africa in 2018 with a huge smile on his face, Kate and Louie in the Chelsea Flower Show garden that she designed, and George's sixth birthday portrait. So all, almost all of them taken by Kate because she's such a savvy photographer. Um, speaking of which, she also uh, appeared in a video to thank everyone for participating in the Hold Still campaign where they collected 31,000 photo submissions from people in uh, you know, lockdown and, and during COVID. And so here is a little snippet of that video. For me, the most powerful part of the project is that it's shown just how much people and their communities have come together and how important we all are to each other. Thank you so much for being part of Hold Still and for sharing your stories with the nation. The best part of this is Rachel is wearing the exact same blazer. <laughs> I dressed for the occasion. I'm wearing my it's not Zara,
1: it's a J. Crew blazer. But oh, I had it's it in not, my Oh, I thought no. it
0: was the exact same one. No, but it has
1: like the puff sleeve and everything and I had it in my does. closet and I was like, This is a replica, so I am replicating while we zoom. Replicating the
0: replica <laughs> I love it. Well, so yeah, Kate's is a Zara blazer from twenty twelve. So really impressive to pull this out of the very depths of the closet mm-hmm. um and break it out. But I, I really loved it and it's kind of festive. But also, she looks amazing. Her she hair looks incredible. Yeah, is she, so blonde. I love the yeah the lighter highlights that she has. Also, um, she had a Zoom call with one of the photographers whose photo was selected for the Hold Still campaign. It was a photo of a nurse in PPE. It's called Melanie March 2020. And so the photographer is Joanna Churchill, and she took the photo while they were setting up a COVID clinic. And Kate is um, speaking with Joanna about the impact of Hold Still. And Joanna said the image has led her to receive messages from medical staff across the UK and around the world and has allowed them to share their own experiences of working during these extraordinary times. I thought that was so, you know, it's interesting to hear because I think with Hold Still, These are lovely photographs and they're, you know, impactful and meaningful to the people who took them. But it's like, what's the wider impact here? Like, it's not like a donation to a big charity that helps Mm -hmm. feed people or, or, you know, give people supplies. But I do think that's like one of the biggest impacts this project had is that people from around the world can come together and kind of share their experience. Yeah. And
1: I think it helps everyone feel so seen during this time. I I really like that Kate – her message in that video that she is kind of allowing everyone to share their story through this. And I I think that this hits at all the touch points that Kate, you know, photography is such a passion of hers. So it connects all those dots for her. But I just keep re-watching one of the clips in the Kensington Royal Instagram feed that I watch frequently, weirdly, is not of the Royals, <laughs> but it's of the painting of this particular photo. Yeah. You know, they did that time lapse, right. which was so beautiful. The and mural, right? The mural. And, and that's yeah, this in Manchester, yeah. yeah, and mm-hmm. I think that Yeah, I just – this project of Kate's really is probably one of my most favorite that she's done because I think that it does really connect so many people when everyone's just at home and enduring so much during this time. And
0: especially the focus on, I think, the medical community too because both the people she talked to on the Zoom, Joanna, who's the photographer who also works in the medical field, and then a doctor who was helping set up the clinic, um, I feel like both of them were like really – felt touched to be spotlighted in this way and to kind of bring awareness to like what the medical community is going through right now with the cases on the rise in the UK and second lockdown and all of that. Um, and they talked a lot about that. It just, yeah. Yeah, it just, I think, no, I think it just
1: continues what the royal
0: family consistently does, which is
1: spread awareness of these different causes. Even if they're not directly fundraising for this moment, I think that it it brings it to the, it surfaces it over and over again.
0: Totally. Yeah. But on a lighter note, Kate, you know, showed us the world that it is never too early to wear Christmas jewelry because her—I <laughs> had to call this out—her earrings are mistletoe leaves. Oh my which gosh! Which I thought was really fun, That's and exciting. like it's not even Thanksgiving, but hey, and oh, well, they don't celebrate <laughs> Thanksgiving, but. I love She's that. She's jumping ahead. She's ready. <laughs> I have my festive Christmas earrings. <gasps> oh, Roberta, they're so glittery. I love it. Which are I like gold it. bows from Bobble Bar. So I felt those like I
1: had are to break those are beautiful for this recording. Next week we're going full Christmas on this <laughs> full holiday season.
0: Well, and and also, oh, before we move on, the Cambridge's had their anniversary of their engagement, and I felt like the timing of that—the day after the Crown premiere—and seeing. I haven't gotten to this episode, but Diana and Charles' engagement and how they're in the same pose as Charles and Diana in their engagement portraits, and she's wearing blue like Diana was wearing, and the same – I just – it's it's all very, like, full it's circle all connected. for me. It feels yeah. like it. it. feels really I mean, full that's circle. what –
1: yeah. <sighs> past and present coming together. Yes.
0: Up next, our conversation with Amelia Noyes. Well, Ro-Rose, we are so excited to welcome Amelia Noyes to the pod. She's an artist and illustrator with a background in social media management. You've probably seen one of her gorgeous drawings before, many of which are royal family focused. She's on Instagram as at IamNoyes, N-O-Y-E-S. Welcome, Amelia. We are so excited to have you. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. We are so excited. We're super fans, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't already know, we like all of your posts. I love hearing that.
1: I'm like, how many are two? Can I share everyone on my feed? It's really (laughs) difficult. They're all so gorgeous. I love the illustrations of Diana, Kate, Megan, the Queen, everyone. I will say that one of the best surprises of the pandemic for me was when Roberta, for my birthday in September, gifted me one of your Diana posters, where she has the bike short, she has all her different looks, and um, I currently... I currently have it being framed for my little desk setup where I'm going to put a couple pictures of Diana, but that poster included. I'm really excited about it. It's beautiful.
2: Excellent. Thank you so much. I think that's such an iconic moment. And with my approach to artwork, it makes it super special and unique because you can recognize that it's Diana.
1: Yeah, totally. I definitely want to talk more about your style. I think our, you know, our first thing, question was just where are you chatting with us from?
2: I am from Los Angeles and I am located in Manhattan Beach. Um, I am coming live from my apartment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> which which we have to point out has yes. a beautiful background of some of your illustrations and some of them are embellished. Can you talk a little bit about, about what's behind you right now? Because it's so much fun to look at while we're chatting.
2: Yeah, definitely. So I illustrate digitally. So I do most of my illustrations on my iPad. And what I will do is I get them printed out and then I will, you know, obviously get them sent to me. And I add metallic paints and crystals and different embellishments to kind of make them pop and stand out. And plus, as a royal fan, who doesn't love a little sparkle?
1: (laughs) I mean, it's just, it goes right along with the tiaras. But my favorite (laughs) is that we have like, the way that the Zoom is set up, we have like Prince Harry, one of your illustrations of Prince Harry Obviously, holding Megan's hand from their yeah. looks like this is from their reception of their wedding.
2: Yes, it yeah. is the moment where Megan came out in the second dress. I believe it was Estella McCartney dress, yes. if I'm yes. correct. Stunning. And they got in to the Blue Jaguar. Ugh, one of my and favorite
1: I, royal scenes I of think
2: all time. I Titled the piece "Royal Bond," so it's like because it was like a James (laughs) James Bond Bond. moment.
0: It really was. It really was with the tux and the aquamarine ring. Oh my god! But it's making me feel like Harry's a part of this podcast because he's just like right in the (laughs) upper left
1: corner. He's participating. We're Harry and Queen.
2: (laughs) You know, and it's funny. Like people ask me, who do you like more out of the royal family? I like to illustrate everyone. I want to give everyone a equal chance of shining through the way that I illustrate them because they each have their own individual personalities and Each one of them is relatable in their own separate way.
0: Totally. Well, that is a perfect lead into our next question. How did you become royally obsessed? Have you always loved the royals? How did that all start?
2: So I was talking to my mom about this question because I was like, I knew it was coming.
0: Um, (laughs) We have to ask everyone. This is royally obsessed, right? (laughs) And
2: after listening to your podcast, I was like, it's definitely coming. So... She, when I was in elementary school, I really, like, I have this vivid memory of her giving me, like, a Princess Diana and Charles um, tea set. And it had them, you know, from the wedding on it. Oh, and yeah. it was something that just, like, you know, stuck in the back of my head. So I was aware of the royal family from a young age.
0: Nice. And,
2: you know... Uh, Part of the what they do is their use of color is very significant. And I know you guys just talked to Elizabeth Holmes about this in regards to her colour. I know movie. where your ears ringing. ringing. All we all do. She was yeah. also
0: a big fan of yours, by yeah. the way, <laughs> and talked about you. So, so <laughs> flattered.
2: Um, but the use of color is very significant. And I've always been attracted to color in general in my work. And I think each time they wear something that's a specific color... It definitely makes a statement. And it's a message that can be translated worldwide because they have a limited amount of time to make an impression. So it's, it's something that, you know, I always keep in the back of my head. And, you know, this is one of these pieces that I did. So Amelia is holding did. up the,
1: the rainbow picture that she's illustrated of the queen, Queen Elizabeth's, all of her looks. This
2: is titled The Queen of Codes. And it was such a unique moment when I saw this visual. I found it on Pinterest somewhere and I saw this visual. And then I was like, I have to do my own interpretation of mm-hmm. this and find these moments and then put it together in like a colorful moment. And this, you know, this piece to me is like a statement piece because it really shows how thoughtful the queen is when it comes to like you know, seeing what she wears. Yeah.
1: So when did your royal obsession sort of converge with your Instagram account? Were you always illustrating the royals for Instagram? Or was that something that were you just kind of doing a variety of things? And then that started to bubble up as being more popular?
2: You know, it's interesting. um, So going back to when I was doing social media management, I actually wrote a post on a blog that I had what was it called? I don't remember the name of it now, <laughs> which is horrible, but um, I wrote a post about Kate's wedding and it was one of those things where I detailed all the information about her dress and did all the stuff and it ended up on the second page of Google and I just was like, holy smokes, like, mm-hmm. you know, this is a really people are very interested in what's happening in the royal family and it kind of um, spiraled in a good way from that point. So <laughs> it, you know, it became something that I was, like, always paying attention to and just, you know, it was in my radar. Totally. And so you
1: started to expand, though, because it was illustrations. And then when did you kind of start to put it on all this different merchandise? Like, you have sweatshirts, you have posters, you have coffee mugs, you have all this this huge collection.
2: So I did a lot of this part-time Um I would say previous to two years ago, it was part it was a side hustle. And I was just working really hard at like growing my Instagram and trying to reach more people and kind of show them my vision. It ended up exploding around two years ago. And it you know, the timeline was interesting because I had a really I had a bad breakup and Mm -hmm. my parents were just like, you know, you need to pivot like you good just old need advice to, from mom and dad yeah so right my dad's like <laughs> you just need to go for this it was mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know and my mom said the same thing they were just like you need to go for this like you're really talented and I think I had you know probably 5,000 followers at that time so in the past two years I've kind of gone all in and just like really focused on doing things that I love and you know, part of what I love is fashion. I love these like really special moments that happen historically. I love glitter. I love sequins. I love crystals. You know, it's like adding all those different textures to the artwork makes it really unique and special and memorable.
1: Was there a post two years ago that kind of went viral or kind of you, you started to mention that?
2: Yeah, um Meghan Markle and... Harry's wedding was one of those moments that I was just like wow like I can really do something with this so it was you know I'm very cautious of coming across like I'm trying to profit off of them I want to capture these unique fashion moments that I think resonate with people around the world and if there's a way to incorporate like a charity aspect, I will. In the past year, I did a fundraiser with a Megan print and raised $300 and donated all the money to a food kitchen in Los Angeles. So it's, you know, I am very thoughtful and strategic about what I do, Mm -hmm. and what kinds of products I put everything on, because honestly, I've counted some of the illustrations I have, I think I have over 200 of the royals that are like, you know, backed up on a hard drive. So I have to be very selective of what I put out there. So, you know, the stuff you see behind me, you won't necessarily see available on my website. Yeah,
0: right. And you said two years ago, which lined up perfectly with Harry and Meghan's wedding. And I feel like for the fashion aspect, you mentioned, I feel like when Meghan came on the scene, it was like, fashion to a whole new level for the royals so i really love that has there has there been you know an outfit or i guess you mentioned people ask you who's your favorite person in the royal family to draw but is there like a certain aspect that you love about their outfits? I don't know if that's the right question.
2: No, it, it, it totally is. Yeah. Each one of them is, you know, totally unique and they have different missions behind what they wear. You know, Megan is very specific in regards to what she picks and how it benefits society. So like when you see like her on the Australia tour, you know, it's a lot of indie brands or it's a lot of specific brands that are based in Australia. It's very thoughtful on how specific she is when she's trying to choose her looks and it, you know, it helps and benefits small businesses and companies across the board. Kate, you know, has a very specific look and it's very, you know, regal and very structured. But I think, you know, when you look at it big picture, she's doing that to potentially spotlight the, you know, charities and her patronages that she's involved in. So, you know, she's there to amplify the event, but it's not necessarily totally focused on what she's wearing. It's more about like what the charity is about
0: yeah and well she's she's kind of setting herself up to be queen consort so I feel like she's on that path of more of a you know she still has fun with things but I think Megan kind of experimented a little more which was fun um but you mentioned before I wanted to ask you about so you do all the illustrations digitally correct Mm -hmm. yeah and then you kind of add embellishments after the fact you do that by hand is that right how does that work Okay. Yes,
2: I I do that by hand and it takes a lot of time and sometimes it's very painful. And it's like but... <laughs> one of a kind. Like you
0: only sell one of those pieces and
2: yes. Um okay. they're one of a kind. I eventually probably in the new year will bring back my original section again where I will sell some of these pieces, but they're one of a kind. I don't redo at you know the same piece. So like the queen that you see behind me. I won't redo that again. And I get requests from people that are like, can you redo it again? And I'm like, no. I was
0: going to ask, what's like the craziest request as far as like your royal stuff? Has there been any crazy requests for anything? Like six foot tall painting of Megan or something?
2: Not necessarily royals. I had like a beach illustration that was six feet by like, I think like 12 feet. And that was (sighs) just... It I mean that would cover my whole wall in my apartment. <laughs> yeah. That's massive. And I just was like, I wish I could see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> but I get I get requests all the time from followers and it's you know, I'm totally flattered that people request stuff, but I have to, you know, stick to a specific schedule so I can actually, you know, keep functioning and moving forward. Because yeah. if I was taking requests left and right, I would have no time and probably no life. <laughs> um, to enjoy. I was going to ask you before
1: we get into our gift guide, which I'm really excited yeah. about. I was just curious, how, can you tell us a little bit about your style? Because we don't see their faces. Is That's your signature. Can you tell me how that choice came to be?
2: It's such an interesting story how this unfolded for me. Um, so in 2010, when I was doing television production, I was at the Art Institute of Chicago, and I was trying to get a degree in graphic design. I ended up in a painting class and in that painting class I had a fashion illustration it did not have a face on it and I was getting critiqued and the teacher turned and looked at me and said you know in order for your artwork to be accepted in the world you have to put faces on it you have to fix the hand you have to make this more mainstream otherwise it's not going to be accepted so I sat there and looked at him and I was like okay I called my dad the next day. I said, I'm dropping out. Like I was laughing hysterically because I'm not one to give up and drop out of something. I'm like, I'm dropping out. I'm going to grad school. I'm getting a degree in social media. This is a waste of time. And what ended up happening was it gave me, you know, the guidelines of to, when you see something, you don't necessarily need to see the face to understand who it is. And you can also envision or imagine who you want to see. In that person. So it becomes relatable and it allows you to not, you know, stereotype a person to a specific standard that may be set by society. Totally. That's I So l-
0: brilliant. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Especially for the royals, too, because I think out of all people, they are the ones that you could immediately recognize is without ever seeing their faces because their outfits are seen around the world in seconds and things like that. so I think that's that's so true. I love that so much yeah um, and it kind of makes it feel like all of us could be in those shoes. I don't
2: know exactly. We're all royal and, at heart. And, right and you know that's the goal because it's just I want everyone to feel a little part of the magic So you know it resonates with people and I you know hope that that is you know what happens when people view my artwork.
1: Absolutely. Well, I feel like that's the perfect segue into our gift guide. So, Roros, we've invited Amelia to give to help your holiday shopping. We um, have asked her to recommend her favorite items from her collection, but also beyond that you can put on your list, give to other people. I'm likely going to shop for Roberta
0: this way. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm actually like trying to internalize all the selections that Amelia gives us yeah. so, so that I can remember <laughs>
1: all of them. Exactly. <laughs> so what's first on your list?
2: I'll start off with um, some of the sample items I sent over that I think you guys received. And we have ornaments. Um, the ornaments are, like, a ton of fun. I'm holding up a Kate Middleton. Oh, so
1: nice. Oh, that – what event is that? That's her – she's wearing a tiara, but she's – It's the Lover's
0: Knot tiara with the um...
2: – I feel like that was Christmas last year, right? You, right. Um, She had a – really beautiful light blue gown on that was, it was more like ice like, blue it, yeah, yeah it was more off fitted the yeah off the shoulder oh, um so
1: good so that's a gift tag or what is that one again that's the this is the ornament. ornament that's the ornament oh my gosh okay
2: well you could kind of use it both ways too right if you wanted to tag it totally you could I mean you could gift it as part of a package and use the ornament on the ribbon for the package just to make it pop a little extra I'm very
1: I'm going to Go on a quick tangent that I'm very into, like, royally-themed wrapping paper and things like that. I feel like just any sort of embellishment, I feel like that makes it so fun. So if you added that as a gift
0: tag, but also an ornament, yeah. Also a royal-themed Christmas tree. Now that I'm thinking about yeah. it with all these ornaments, I feel like that would be <laughs> That would be so stunning. cool. And then, of course, you know this moment.
2: Um, yes. Describe it to our listeners. Megan and Harry. Um, she is wearing, I believe it was a Amelia Wickstead.
0: Yeah, I think is you're that correct? Right. I, the green with the cape. Yeah. I believe you're right. Um, and it
2: was one of their last public appearances, and she—that to me was just such the biggest statement look that I've ever seen. Like I saw it and got chills, <laughs> and I just when was the like, wind blew
0: and the
1: cape was right, like flying Gosh, the photos like were so un- iconic, Stunning.
2: I was just like, everyone's gonna illustrate this. I have to figure out how to, you know, get on top of this. I know. Do you get such a
1: rush? Like when you're in the moment, when you see these images appear, do you stop everything? Like how do you, how do you accommodate the number of photos?
2: Obviously it's a little harder around Christmas time because I'm also working on custom commissions to, you know, constantly push out Royals illustrations. So I have to pick and choose, you know, which ones I think are going to make a huge statement. How
1: long does it take you to do an illustration like that?
2: So if if I was drawing it, it would probably take me a couple hours to do on my iPad it if i'm rushing it takes like 30 minutes to an hour that's maybe. incredible so I can't believe it can I would have if that.
1: you had told me it takes a week each i would have been like yeah, that makes same, sense
2: same. <laughs> going digital has like cut down you know time in regards to turnaround it makes things go a lot faster in yeah. regards to how much I can push out.
1: Well, so we've got a tree bedazzled with all these royal ornaments. What else is on your gift list for so royal? So
2: I have wrapping paper. That's you do? Oh, so right I cut, I jumped ahead. Yes. I actually no, just peeked okay. earlier
0: today at the wrapping paper on your site because it is so beautiful. So what? Who who is on the wrapping paper? I I can't remember. Kate, right? There's one of Kate, Megan, the Queen.
2: So I have the Queen of Coats pattern. I have like a neon pattern um, featuring the Queen in her coats. I think there's Diana. I have so many products that it's all like molding, <laughs> mushing together in my brain right now. Um, but typically it's, you know, the major fashion moments are featured in my illustrations. And I mm-hmm. think I have one of William and Kate from their wedding that's available. I love that. For
0: wrapping paper. I mean it just
2: So I we really are painting a scene, right? We've got I know, the, tree. the tree with these presents underneath. It's
1: yeah. so much fun. What else are you loving?
2: I love the apparel that's available. So the apparel's a lot of fun. Um the t-shirts first of all are super soft and comfortable, and so is the sweatshirts. Um but I like the ones I wear specifically a lot are the ones that feature the queen and it's, you know, the like the image behind me, it's a major statement moment of the queen wearing a tiara all decked out in jewels and those are just I think those are so fun to wear I love on that. a day-to-day basis and plus you can style them completely differently so it's like you know if you're wearing it with biker shorts to go work out or if you you know put a t-shirt with jeans and a blazer and mm-hmm. then maybe like a some kind of statement belt like it's just a very structured look that you can wear absolutely I feel like
0: you could even dress it up for a holiday party like a shiny midi skirt or something with a yeah. sweatshirt with the royals on it I love it one of the, my favorite sweatshirts of yours is the um Kate and William wedding day where they're like waving <laughs> and I just... yeah definitely yeah, I, I love that, that
2: one. one is such a fun moment and my favorite illustration I think I've ever done is actually Margaret on the Harper's Bazaar cover because Ooh. her dress is just so fantastic.
0: So that's on my Christmas <laughs> Is that on a sweatshirt too? Yes,
2: that's oh, on a sweatshirt. I'll show you guys the custom yes. illustration. So I don't know if you can see, but I've added... You know, glitter glitter through
1: here and through here. Amelia, you are such a talent. I just like (laughs) – that's so incredible. Wow. Thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The
2: last thing that I have is phone cases.
0: Um, Oh, yes. That's right. This is like
1: a big return, right, to have this item, right? Yes. You've had them before, but you just brought them back?
2: Right, because I wanted to update for the iPhone 12. But this
0: print specifically, I love – And it's, you know, it's not tiara. So it's tiaras all over and navy blue background. Is that right?
2: Right. And the, you know, the phone case is made. So it's like super durable. So if you drop it, it's not going to get scratched. Mm -hmm. I love that. It it will not
1: get scratched at all. Um, That's awesome. Roberta, what's on your royal gift list? We're just peppering in a few. Obviously, everything on Amelia's site. I mean, that's. An honest, obviously. honest statement. Well, def- definitely
0: that. that <laughs> my Harper's husband is bizarre. fully aware of my yeah. list. <laughs> that bizarre magazine cover with Mar- Princess Margaret is one of my faves. It's so beautiful. And I would love that in a huge size. But um, but I don't have anywhere to put it right now. So, <laughs> But I do have um, Megan's diptyque candles. Megan has, in a lot of her Zoom calls, she's had the tuberose um, scent behind her. And I think at their wedding, they had, I don't know how to say this one. Either bays, thighs that scent that's I think, <B-A-I-S-2> you're right, <E-S-2> I think it's baes. in um, the diffusers at their wedding so I would love a dip and that's Teen kind of like candle. royal adjacent
1: because it's like a nod to them but it's like you know right? Subtle. it's not
0: something they've worn but like something they definitely well at least Megan has definitely you're sent in your home like the royals yes <laughs> <laughs> also also Bowdoin midi dress Kate's worn a lot of Bowdoin um, throughout her time and so I think you know they have some wonderful patterns right now I was looking at their website so um, and I guess get their catalog. I don't know why, but I think that they have such fun, you know, clothes and dresses and things um, and then probably some like royal perfume or makeup I want to do like a cosmetic bag overhaul over the winter break oh, so that's that I can a like new year new you goal. yeah like clean everything out um, and I know that they both Megan and Kate both love Joe Malone perfume so, so maybe something from I love Joe Malone that, their that's scents amazing. are so
1: lovely they have a peony one that's gorgeous alright well Rachel what about you so I just I feel like the number one I feel like mine is kind of Megan themed But um, aside, like I said, aside from everything on Amelia's site, I'm really into a pair of those Veja sneakers, a throwback. Megan wore Mm -hmm. them um, at the Invictus Games in 2018 when they were um, in Australia and New Zealand. And uh, the V10 style, I just, I absolutely love it. I think it's so classic. I will say that I did previously purchase a pair for myself. So it's back on my list because um, during the pandemic, there was a kitchen spill of tomato sauce conveniently all over my sneakers. So I need a new pair. But I I just... Highly recommend them as such a classic, but style and comfortable style. But at the same time, really every time I see them, I I guess because I'm really obsessed, I think of Megan. They're on my list as well. Yeah. But, and then I yeah. guess like a little bit more high end is the Maya Brenner initial necklace. That's also top of my list just to get the little um, – you know, Megan wore that one as a subtle nod to the fact that she was dating Prince Harry and it had the H and the M. And I think just anything that nods to initial – it doesn't obviously have to be H and M, but something that nods to your family um, or your kids or something like that. I just think it's a nice, beautiful
2: brand. So. It's, a, it's a subtle like statement piece. Yeah, exactly.
1: So those are kind of the, the top – the items at the top of my list but amelia is there anything else that you have that's either part of your collection or not
2: um oh the weekender tote bag
1: yes (laughs) i forgot about this this is a good Um, finale of the gift list
0: (laughs) so oh, this is with the queen oh yeah this is a beach bag that you can block the whole
2: image because it's a large beach bag but i just love how the print turned out on this. This has the rainbow
1: queen pattern all over a tote. Every every Roro needs this. And bag. actually
0: from far away, it's like just such a bright, fun tote, but then when you look up close, it's the Queen, which I think is is amazing.
1: I think that the finishing touch would be to carry that while you also have that Queen decal on your car. I think that was on Elizabeth exactly. Holmes' gift list last yeah. year, <laughs> and that would be a really great addition <laughs> to the to make the whole thing complete. But uh, but yeah, well, these are all such. I mean, this is getting me so excited to holiday
0: shop. They are all available on your website, Amelia. Right? Can you right. Use so URL? my webs yeah
2: my website is Amelia Noise Design, um, and it's not. You know typically n o i s e which you would think my name would be spelled, but my name is actually spelled no and yes, so it's amelia no yes design <laughs> but. People get confused when I say noise. And I'm like, no, it's just no and yes. And then they look at me all perplexed. That's <laughs> like, a great way to define <laughs> no, it. Like, yeah, that's a good rem-
0: reminder. Um, and also, what about like Christmas timing, shipping? Like do people have to order by a certain deadline or what's the Yes. Yes.
2: Um, so the way I function is I work with a print-on-demand drop shipper So the deadline for Christmas orders is December tenth.
0: Amazing! Oh my gosh, I am like running out of time. I know I need to. Here has been a blur.
1: (laughs) Well, Amelia, Um, we ask every guest on the pod. We're going to end with this: if you could identify with any royal, living or dead, who would it be, and why?
2: Oh my gosh, that is a super hard question. (laughs) Um, And this is—I'm going to go. on this one. Um, (laughs) I think, you know, Queen Elizabeth has a quiet strength that I don't think is necessarily publicized all the time. But, you know, sometimes in the worst times in your moment, you just have to kind of focus in on what you're doing and keep moving forward. Because once you get past that hump, you can pivot and succeed and kind of determine your own, you know, life by focusing in on what you love to do or what you like to do or you know what you were born to do
0: yeah and she was born to rule and she i I totally get that Uh, i feel like she's this tiny tiny little woman but it exudes all of this kind of like she's a force yeah exactly (laughs) she's a force right strength and power that tradition decades
1: of leadership it's unbelievable
0: duty yeah everything well that's awesome i don't know if we've had anyone pick the queen so that's exciting yeah surprising I told told you I was going big go big well well done well done Um, Amelia thank you so
1: much for being on the podcast like I said Roberta and I could not be bigger fans and thank you for (laughs) the gift that you give all of us just by sharing your illustrations on Instagram yes thank Thank you you so so
0: much. much so before we adjourn the royal pod here are our highs and lows it's time for the royal highs and lows my love of the week is just that this source, uh, the story that Camilla plans to watch The Crown, I feel like that's not a good idea. It might make for some uncomfortable viewing for her. Uh, but a source close to the Royal says Camilla has watched the previous seasons and plans to watch this one as well. Just like we were talking about Harry watching The Crown. Oh really. my gosh, I my know. reaction. I'm like, do oh, I know, don't do it. <laughs> I know. The source said, I imagine she'll be tuning in with a glass of red wine to watch it. She has seen the previous series and... She has a wonderful sense of humor, and this won't fuss her in the slightest. Obviously, who knows who this source is? Take it with a grain of salt. But just thought that was really awkward. I feel like we need like a
1: concrete report of which... Royals watch the crown we know that many of them do well yeah. also
0: Will and Kate at the BAFTAs talk to the stars of the crown and I think they they kind of talked about it but I'm not sure what was said or if they said that I don't we need to go back and do a deep dive into need that more next time yeah, next yeah. <laughs> well Milo
1: is just I feel like this should be its own news item it's getting you know deeper and deeper and more complicated but Martin Bashir's interview more details keep coming out about this with Panorama from 25 years ago Diana's close friend Rosa Monckton, who Rosa named Diana as godmother to her daughter that's how close they were said she noticed a change in Diana after she started chatting with Bashir she said that she became obsessed with plots against her Moncton told the Daily Mail and she even changed her landline number so I think you know she explains that one of Bashir's skills was exploiting her susceptibility to the idea that she was being spied on by enemies. And that goes back to all the false documents that Bashir conjured up. So what we know is that Bashir is unwell and can't speak supposedly as the BBC sets out to investigate this. But the Mail on Sunday investigated this and showed up at Bashir's home and snapped him picking up takeouts. So how Unwell is he? I mean, I feel like I looked at the photos and it's very suspect. And I definitely feel like this needs to be resolved because if Diana knew that that was, you know, she was just so manipulated and it's so anger inducing and she may have participated on her own free will, but. It's not okay how they got to that point, and it really is a huge low for me as more details come out.
0: Yeah, we're gonna stay tuned with that. Sorry. All right. Sorry about my high because I actually ripped it off of yours after seeing what yours was gonna be. So <laughs> Rachel said she was talking about Carol Middleton, and then I go, I remembered I go, oh my God, James Middleton's Instagrams <laughs> have been amazingly your like, boyfriend, I have to your talk real about boyfriend. My boyfriend. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Um, James Middleton, his. Instagram is actually goals. So one of his recent ones was him paddleboarding with Elise and their dogs in Glen Scotland, and I believe I've been there. I was I was in Scotland for a year when I was really pretty little. But I definitely, that looks familiar to me in Glen Africa. And we did do a big tour of the country while we were there. and we have so were much there for in common, Roberta. Yeah. So I should basically, we should be together. Um, <laughs> I love his caption though. He said, I had tingles, not from the cold, but from how beautiful it was. Yes, this is Scotland in November. Just like a casual paddleboard along this like loch and there, the sunset is like reflecting on the water. And it's just all of their recent I feel like they're, like, having the best life in second lockdown, and they just, like, got out of London and are now in Scotland, like, you know, locked up there, but just really incredible, incredible stuff. So if you need an escape follow James Middleton. I'm
1: sure we all do. We all do. (laughs) Our listeners definitely do. I don't know why I'm telling you guys. (laughs) You need him on wallpaper for Christmas talking about gift cards. Seriously. Uh, (laughs) Well, more Middleton news. My high was Carol Middleton's Christmas plan reveal. We all know that Carol is the founder of Party Pieces, which I love their party offerings. I'm getting really into it. Might need to ship it to myself here. But she shared on Instagram that she will be decorating the Christmas tree with four family VIPs. Virtually, George, Charlotte, Louis, and Arthur Pippa's son. She said, this year I'll ask them by video call to decide which decoration should go where. It may need to be tastefully rearranged later.
0: That sounds like <laughs> chaos to me, yeah. like having it sounds four really difficult. on Zoom
1: call. Yeah, but I also love kind of the snippet of, um, you know, info about how they'll spend it, how they're going to do it while everyone's in lockdown, because it is a creative way, and maybe all of us
0: could take a page from that. Totally, totally. I love her. Also, seeing her because wasn't it a picture of her? Yeah, it was a glam photo. Glam she looks shot of Kate Middleton. Is that like fan. future Kate Middleton? I'm I'm curious. Um. All right. Well. Just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Here is a recent review. As a longtime listener, I was excited to see Elizabeth Holmes back to talk about her work and forthcoming book, HRH. It was a great opportunity to talk about the work Holmes has done to be anti-racist in her social media sphere. This had a notable effect on her followers and her coverage of the royals. As we know, royal media coverage has a history of significant sexism and racism. The work of Holmes and others like her is a positive development and certainly worth discussing in this podcast. I do enjoy the podcast and know you take the comments seriously, which is why I'm taking the time to write. Thank you. I feel like that's really valuable feedback. I just want to say because
1: I feel like, you know, we are editing for time a lot of the times with these, you know, guests that come on the pod and we're focusing so much on her book. But I do agree that I wish we had taken more time to talk more about that.
0: Definitely. And I think, yeah, like you said, I think that that's super important. And we do take our reviews very seriously. And I love that you pointed that out yeah thank you for writing in definitely so remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode and obviously use those instagram gift stickers that royally obsessed podcast is the instagram handle and you can also join the facebook group royally obsessed definitely write us an email info at gallerypodcastsplural.com. till next week god God save save the pod
1: her majesties of royally obsessed have retired for this episode